When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? Welcome back, fight fans, to the big fight preview for Lee Woods' defence of the WBA featherweight title against Michael Conlon this coming weekend. I'm really excited for this fight, and I'm excited to see what both guys are going to bring to the ring this coming weekend. I mean, there's some good fights on the card, which we'll talk about. Some good fighters, should I say, on the card, which I'm interested in talking about over this weekend. But this is the main fight for me of the weekend. And Johnston, as always, you know, I'm going to hand this over to you to give a sort of opening statement about this particular fight in the featherweight division. And, you know, we, we know about Lee Wood. We know about his great fight against Kanzu and winning the title and knocking him out in the 12th round. But then Michael Conlon's always had this expectation about him becoming a world champion ever since the Olympics and the amateur days. What are your opening thoughts on this? I think, yeah, for me, I mean, I know Lee Wood, um, you know, 15 knockouts in, what, 27 fights. Uh, people may look at that record and think, you know, he's not a big puncher, but he is a puncher for this division. He's, he's a big guy and he can hit hard. So for me, straight away, the styles are you got a puncher against a, a brawler uh, in a way. I know he's better than a brawler, but he's a puncher against a boxer. And it's a matter of what do you prefer, really? I think that's the first thing that springs to mind when I think of Lee Full. I love that. Lee Fullwood as well, his little nickname there, uh, against Mick Conlon. Um, Mick Conlon, obviously the boxer. Wood is big, he's strong, he's powerful. Um, he's going to have to u- use that to really put on Colin. We'll go into this in a minute, but it's very intriguing. Actually, the more the fight comes sort of approaches, I actually find myself really looking forward to this. This has the, the potential to be a fight of the year because the fact that you've got two completely different styles. And we all know that two different styles tends to create a good fight. It could also create a dull one. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm on the positive side of things here. And I think, um, 
I'm, I'm hoping as well, Sean. I don't know if we know yet. I don't think the judges have been released. I'm hoping there's no English judges, mate. <laughs> well, there's there's no there's no question about the fact that there'll be an English judge somewhere along the line in this. <laughs> I don't know who the officials are. I'm not aware at this point of recording, but I'm guessing there'll be a lot of eyes on this fight with it being a big fight with it being you know a british and irish fighter involved in it for a world title i think it's it's going to be a lot of eyes on the fight in that regard and people are going to hope that you know should it go the distance then you know people are not going to see another controversial ending to a fight after seeing what we've seen recently but i'm I'm not so sure it will will go as straightforward as that i think when we seen taylor catterall a few weeks ago we've seen uh, for me an outright one-sided winner whereas you know this fight i think could be actually a little bit closer than what people expect and i want to go a little bit into lee wood really because you know i don't think he he's getting the credit he deserves going into this fight i think you look at his career and automatically as a, as a fight fan you look at 25 wins and two losses and it's the two losses that people always seem to focus on with a fight oh well who's he been beaten by well you look at him being beat by Jazza Dickens when he was in that golden contract tournament in 2020 but he's come back from that since then and he beat an undefeated fighter in Reese Mould and then he's beaten a fighter who was quite I'd like to say he was a feared fighter in the in the featherweight division in Kanzu and there was a lot of talk of Warrington and Zoo fighting and unifying two titles that, that they both held respectively but then when he came into this fight last year and he he really put it on Kanzu. He really gave it to him. And in the 12th round, he stopped him. What was a, a brilliant fight. One of the fights of the year for me for 2021. He just shown that he had a different level that we'd not seen him get to yet. And people could argue then he could have he could have gone up to that level when he fought Jazza Dickens and, and he lost to Jazza Dickens. But I think that's unfair to, to, to sort of say that about him. The, these things happen in boxing where... Some some fighters do have your number. You just can't find a way to win, or you you're not having the best of nights at the office. And I think Kanzu was his greatest win on his record. Of course it was. But now he's going in there against an undefeated Michael Conlon, who I've not looked at the bookies. I've not looked at the odds for it. I don't know if Conlon is the favourite. In my mind, I've always seen Conlon as being targeted as the A side because of his resume, because of his transition from. Olympics and amateur career to professional career and you know obviously he's had some notable wins in Jason Cunningham and and he rematched Vladimir Nikitin who who he was beaten on controversially in the Olympic final and then his last fight was the one that stood out to me significantly because of the name on his record which is TJ Doner who was a former world champion himself not too long ago so I think that people now look at Conlon as the A-side, the master boxer, the guy that's going to be able to go in there and and probably run rings around Lee Wood this coming weekend. But I genuinely don't think it's going to be as straightforward as that. I do think Wood is going to find a way to close the distance and the gap down and give Conlon some problems that he's not faced throughout his career. And this, this is why I like doing these sort of breakdowns and analysis of fights is because you never really know truly how this fight's going to go down. You can sit there and call yourself a boxing analyst all you want, but for me, it's it's the sort of the what-ifs of what could happen in this fight. And first of all, Johnson, I don't think it's going to be as straightforward as maybe what some people do think about Conlon outboxing would. I don't either. I think um, the fact is with, with Mick Conlon, you know, he had that 
Uh, he's got an amateur career, and you know the issue there when he when he won when he won but lost, and then he he give the judges the finger. That sort of sparked something, and there's a lot of interest in Mick. You know, not only that he's Irish, and the Irish love to follow their fighters. Um, it's always great to see great atmospheres. Obviously, this is in Nottingham, but I mean, just just jump into Lee Wood for a minute, and and people, you're right. People will see the two defeats and see that he got stopped. You've got to remember that um, Lee Wood is is very big for a featherweight. Now, he was actually oversized when he fought Gavin McDonnell. For me, I thought I was surprised to see him you know, fight. So you, if you see the size of him, you wouldn't think he was a super bantamweight. Put it that way. You see him walk around the street, there's no way he walked around as a super bantamweight. And I think that Gavin McDonnell fight, when he lost that, it was a long time ago as well, 2014. He learned a lot from that. And then I think that the, the weight was an issue for him. Uh, that's just my honest opinion. And then from there, I think he's grown into this weight where I think, you know, whether... I think he will move up at some point, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, whether he might struggle at the minute, I don't think so. Um, he could be on a bit of a purple patch, purple patch, because the Jazza Dickens fight was a very wafer thin defeat as well. So those two defeats on his record, you know, there were, for me, I think there's a weight issue in one, and the other is it was a very close fight, and it could have gone either way. So you can't really look too much into those defeats. But I think the Reese Mull performance was brilliant. I mean, he's got Ryan Doyle on there with a great knockout there as well. Uh, David Oliver Joyce, the ninth round stoppage. And obviously, the, you know, for me, Reese Mould and obviously Kanzu is the big fight for him. The one thing with Kanzu is Kanzu is a pressure fighter and he doesn't really change the angles. He comes right at you and it was perfect for um, for, for Lee Wood uh, on that night. Um, I'm not, you know, discrediting it, but Kanzu was out of the ring for what, near just under two years as well. Um I'm not discrediting because I think it was one of the best performances from a British fighter last year, uh, barring the performances from Conor Ben. I think he was brilliantly would. Um, so for me to become a world champion, maybe he's on the uprise and he's just he's, he's in great form. Uh, for Mick Conlon, I think again, you know, um, I think he's been moved rather slowly. I, I feel that he could have been moved a bit quicker, um, but you know it. It started what 2017, and now uh, five years on, he's fighting for a world title. It's probably about right. Don't get me wrong, but I still think that you know, for everything, all this, the hype that surrounded him, and he's having his debut in America. You know, he's 30 years old. He's 16 and 0, 18 knockouts. He's not a big puncher. He loves to go to the body, which would be perfect against Lee Wood. The TJ, TJ Dohany fight was a good win for him. Um, the uh, Takut fight as well. Um, he does, as I say, he goes to the body, but he goes rather low. I think he had a couple of points deducted as well in, in throughout his career. But, um, yeah, I, I like Conlon's work. Um, I mean, I'd let, we'll jump onto predictions now. Oh, the keys to victory. But I just want to say that it's not as clear cut. I think the more it comes closer to, to the fight, I think you start to realise actually Lee Wood is a good fighter, a very good fighter. Um, and, it's, and he's also, you know, he, he's got... A, uh, ben Davison in his corner as well, and he was we was highly critical of him in uh, the fight with when, when he was in Josh Taylor's corner. But I must say that Davison in Lee Wood's corner against Kanzu, they they obviously had a plan and they they executed it perfectly. So just wanted to say that as well. Well, looking at like you say how how this fight's going to be won for Lee Wood and Michael Conlon respectively, Lee Wood. Well, he'll have to go in and put pressure and smother everything that Conlon is trying to put on him. Conlon, I would imagine, 
is going to try and box his way to a victory and and throw them body shots in and try and stop Lee Wood maybe later on or go for a for a points decision and and systematically try to break him down over the distance. But I think you know if you're Lee Wood and you're Ben Davidson, you're looking at a fighter where he's going to use a lot of lateral movement. He's going to come in at different angles, throw different punches, and I mean, how do you counteract that? For me, it would be to smother the work of the fighter and not let the fighter get a rhythm, not let a fighter get, you know, around, cut the ring off as, as quickly and as, as effectively as possible using educated pressure and not going in gun call. And I think, I think that's what they're going to do. I'd be surprised if they do something completely different because Lee Woods, you can't outbox a boxer. You know, this is this this is that old cliche saying. You know, yep. Lee Lee Wood is more of the puncher against. Michael Conlon the boxer so you've got to be a little bit smarter about how you go about it and of course I think they will I think they'll go down that route I think they'll try to put pressure on him I think they'll try to smother his work I think you might see at times there's a lot of leaning and a lot of holding it might make for a bit of a spoiler fest in terms of the you know the action in the ring but if that's the effective way for them to win this fight against Conlon and successfully defend the title then so be it for Michael Conlon as I've said, he's going to have to use a lot of movement. He's going to have to switch the angles up. He's going to have to work that body. He's going to have to slow Lee Wood down because if Lee Wood does come in and he puts a lot of pressure on, what's the way to do that? To stop him It's to slow him down and systematically break him down. Work the body. Go for the openings on the head. Don't just focus on one particular part of the of the body area. You know, look at look at switching it up, and I think that's how they're going to try and win this fight. They're going to be looking at moving around, trying to frustrate Lee Wood, getting him to the point where he's not going to be able to effectively throw his jab or or throw throw the hooks in, and he's going to start to struggle a bit more and leave himself open as he's coming in. So I think that's effectively how Michael Conlon wins this fight is by boxing. And using a lot of lateral movement and frustrating Lee Wood into a point where he starts to get more openings and, and throws them hurtful shots in and starts to slow Wood down. In terms of predictions then, Johnston, I think this fight's going to go down to the wire. And I mean 12 rounds. And I think it's going to be a points decision. And I'm going to say that I think Michael Conlon will just edge this fight. I think it will be like... Maybe a 116-112 card. That would be my card if, I, if I'm scoring this fight without seeing it now on paper based on previous performances and, and pedigrees. I think a 116-112 for Michael Conlon would be the, the fight and how it goes down. That's my prediction. What about you? How do you think this fight goes down and who do you see winning it? Yeah, I think I think the early, early part of this fight will determine the end, if you like. Um, it'd be interesting to see whether... If Conlon can establish a lead in the sort of first six rounds, sort of a 5-2, uh, 5-7, like a 4-2, a, a sorry, um, and then maybe nick the seventh, where, and then Mate would have to come forward and chase him. Um, I think um, that works in Conlon's favour. I think he then could sort of even make it uh, easy for himself. Uh, I think with Conlon, I think he does have a tendency to... Uh, go against the ropes he goes he leans against the ropes for a bit too long and he doesn't want to do that against Lee Wood I think I think Conlon is the better boxer um that's just standard I think he has got the superior boxing skills over Lee Wood Lee Wood's going to need to really throw in them power shots um try and hit the chest of Conlon um and force him um well to, to come at him and at, at certain times if if he's pretty even in those first half of the fight I think the danger with Mick is if, if he's behind and then he has to force the fight 
and he has to chase Lee Wood. I think that is that goes perfectly for Lee Wood, where Lee could actually land something, and actually get rid of Conlon or, or hurt him, put him down, because I think that's that's better for him. When he's actually when I've seen him before and he's chasing fighters, I don't think he's as effective. So I think if anything, we might even see a very tentative early stages a bit like you know the uh, i hate to say it, the quick frampton fight that took ages to get going didn't it it was a bit of a bore fest for the first six rounds and then it sort of come to age sort of in the last five round four rounds if you like and you know this is a bit similar to british fighters um and it obviously didn't have the time to build up as much as uh quick and frampton but Conlon just needs to use his boxing skills. I think if he establish an early lead, I think he will win this fight. And I think he wins it, as you say, by a few rounds. But not taking nothing away from Lee Wood. Lee Wood has the power to hurt Mick. I do believe that. And I think he could end up putting him down. Can Conlon, will Conlon get a point deducted? Because he does, he's had a couple in his career. I mean, he does throw him quite low. Um, and he's going to be targeting the body without a shadow of a doubt. So it's a, it's a tricky one. Uh, and I think the other thing for me that, that springs to mind is... Uh, you know, when I look at Ryder against Jacobs and Taylor against uh, Catterall, the judges have seemingly gone with the aggressor. They've seemingly gone with the guy that puts the pressure on the other fighter. The boxer has not had the ha, had. Although we've seen it, we felt that the boxer he deserved to win the fight. The result hasn't gone that way. Um, so that might work in Lee Wood's favour, and the fact that he's in Nottingham. Um, sometimes I think judges are here. I think you are seeing it. The judges must be hindered by that. They must be because how are they putting out some of these cards? And again, I know I'm going to keep mentioning the cards, but I can't help it. Um, I think I do think Mick wins this fight. So I'm going to my prediction will be very close. Uh, Lee nicks it. Um, I mean, not, not Lee loses uh, to Mick Conlon, uh, but he will put in a good performance and it might even be one of those again where we're like, I think Lee would win it. I think Conlon won it. It won't be as blatant. <laughs> as Catterall against Taylor, but I think Conlon gets it. Well, there's predictions for the big fight, guys, and we'll just round up the rest of the card then, because this, for us, is the main card this weekend that we're going to be tuning into. There's no other major fights happening over the weekend. There's one particular fight I will mention after the rest of this card that I suggest that you know we should look at, but this card consists of Gary Cully 13 and 0 fighting Miguel Vasquez the old the old mongoose the old warhorse coming in back to Britain again to fight another prospect of ours an Irish prospect Gary Cully 13 and 0 then we've got Terry Harper returning to the ring she was supposed to be fighting Heather Hardy who's pulled out due to an injury so she's fighting a replacement in Yamila Belen Abelaneda and then you've got Kahamine Agiaco, I think I pronounced his name right. I always get his name wrong. Um, who's ten and zero in the middleweight division? Quite, quite vocal on social media. Fighting Juan Carlos Rubio on this card. Uh, Sandy Ryan three and zero. She's fighting as well against Erica Annabella Farias. And then Thomas Whitaker, Thomas Carty, and a debut from Nico Leviaz this weekend on that particular card. So there's a lot of action on the card. A couple of good fights there this weekend. But there is a fight on Friday that I said I've mentioned. And it's on a Frank Warren bill, Friday the 11th of March at the York Hall on BT Sport. Or on our friends over at Daz TV, you can find Chris Bork for the vacant British Super Bantamweight title, fighting Mark Leach, who finally deserves his shot again at the vacant British Super Bantamweight title. Really good fight. 10-0 Chris Bork. Big puncher against Mark Leach, who is quite a sublime boxer. 
that's the other fight for me to check out this weekend. Are you looking forward to some of the other fights then this weekend that are on the on the cards across the the two days? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, obviously the, the Friday night card. I'll definitely pay an interest. Um, uh, again, uh, you know, uh, I, I, if I can, I'll be honest with you. Friday is a bit tricky for me sometimes to actually get to watch a fight. Um, so I'll probably catch up on that. I mean, I'm more interested in the main event with Conlon and Wood uh, and that card. Um, so yeah, I mean that'd be the make my pick. And then I know there is a, there's a fight over in Canada. Uh, Samuel Vargas is fighting against uh, Ranowski. Um, that's that's happening in Toronto. Uh, that's the only fight I've other fight that I've seen, other card that sort of pays, uh, sort of looking at. Um, so yeah, I mean that won't be on anything. Uh, you'd have to sort of probably stream that or try and catch up on that after if you are interested in Samuel Vargas against uh, Ronowski, the Polski. Um, but yeah, look, I, I'm just really intrigued for the, the for the main event, the, the big one, Wood Conlon and how it goes. I'm actually really excited about it. I hope we're not hugely disappointed with some terrible referee and I just really hope I, I'm just so nervous when I when it comes to these fights now especially these ones where they're very tight um so yeah look, I'm, it's, it's a good weekend it's a good fight um I, I do honestly believe it, it has the potential there to be one of the contenders for a fight of the year if Lee Wood really puts it on Conlon and puts him down even and Conlon comes back I think it has the to and fro in of of uh, definitely a British fight contender. Um, so I'm hoping it delivers. Well, it's a great fight. I'm really looking forward to it. It's the fight of the weekend for us. Probably for most fight fans uh, across the pond as well in the US of A and Canada. It is a big fight. I think you should be tuning into it. You can catch it on the zone or you can check out our friends on Twitter at Daz TV for their available services to catch the boxing this weekend. It's a great fight. I'm excited. It's another, another great weekend of action. And... If you haven't already checked out our YouTube channel with all our story-based content, our storytelling content on there, please do go and subscribe to that. If you've not checked out all our other available podcasts, you can do that at Career Profiles, The Darker Side of Boxing, Legendary Nights. Legendary Nights, by the way, guys, we'll be getting a season three. I know we've mentioned it and alluded to it a few times, but we are preparing for it. We are planning it out, and we will give you some more details as soon as we can. And that is about it for this Big Fight Preview short and sweet will Lee Wood be able to defend his title this weekend will he be able to keep that pressure on Conlon or will Conlon step up another gear and show us the potential that we all believe he actually has tune in this weekend fight fans we're looking forward to it we'll catch you next week on the Big Fight Reaction Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.